Welcome back to Positively Reviewed. We're back again. We missed a week. Uh, that's Nessa's fault. It is. Uh, we've got backup plans, so that will never happen again because Nessa's going to make it happen again, of course. <laughs> but before we get into the episode, Nessa, I got a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The same as every every episode. Yeah. If you were a hitman, which uh, maybe that's what she was doing last week. We don't know. What's your disguise? What do you dress up as? What's are your we, costume? Are we are we talking on theme level of costume or or full on more realistic hitman level of costume? No, you could be anything you want. It doesn't have to be on theme. You don't have to be Agent Forty Seven. Because <laughs> on on theme would would be something rather minimal, and I was thinking like. One of those stuffed animal fingers, like a little finger puppet. A little, little finger. You'd puppet. be a f- a finger puppet. No, because in in Mister Wright with the the nose and the ears, I would have like right. a little finger puppet. Oh, I, I see. Okay, so yes. you 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 yourself are not the finger puppet. You no, no, no. you are. I see. Okay. Yes. You just have a finger puppet. Yes, that would be my thing. Got is it. I would wave the little finger puppet at them and then perform my hit lady duties <laughs> that's what you would use to talk whenever yes. you knock on someone's door you just reach Hi-ya! around and you have the little little finger finger puppet hey how you doing and then that's when your other hand comes around with the gun exactly i'm glad you can see my vision <laughs> i get it uh i think i've decided i would be uh i i love the those t-rex costumes so i that's what i would be wearing those just really big t-rex costumes i've always wanted one of those one day i'll get one one day i'll own one see i was my my backup that i was considering was uh was was this this bad boy was a uh a blue a blue fro is what i was i was considering going for like the blue clown fro Oh yeah, I was gonna say that that were that's just right alongside the the clown one. It works perfectly. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna wear that for the rest of the episode, yeah? Um, you know that might 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 get a little warm, but uh, you know we can roll <laughs> with it. It is topical. We can we we can be so, topical. Yeah. It fits over my it's headset. It's good to have that. You know, it's good to have that visual element in an audio podcast. So yes. it's perfect. No one will see it except for the people who are watching this live. So. But that's fine. For people listening, I've put on a bright blue uh, clown wig over yeah. my headset because it's, it's oh, that it's big. Very, it's very clowny, too. It's mm. perfect. So. I'm styling. Right, but welcome, <laughs> welcome. Positively reviewed. I am John, and we also have Nessa with us. As always, how you doing, Nessa? How was last week? The week that you were murdering people, apparently, as a hitman with a finger puppet. Allegedly. Allegedly. We're not going to confirm right? anything. Uh, it, was a, it was a good week. It was, was uh, you know, traveling to exotic places and, and getting interesting tan lines. And a, <laughs> way too much exercise. Just a lot. A lot of, a lot of exercise. Uh, but Isn't it was, it it was just nice. a lot of walking? Yes. What do you mean exercise? That's but, okay. exercise, you, you, mister. You try walking <laughs> eight miles in like 90 degree weather. I'll knock that out before breakfast. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All righty. But uh, if you're new to the show... We, we are a podcast 
talking about some kind of media, movie, video games, TV shows. It could be anything. You want us to talk about how good spaghetti is? We'll do it. <laughs> Haven't yet, but it, we might. Who knows? You don't know. It's possible. We don't even know. So it could happen. But we're here to talk about a lot of media. Today we got Mr. Right, which is a movie. Uh, it is. And it's uh, it's all positive. That's what we do here. We leave out all the negative and we talk about just the things that are important. The, the fact that we wasted our time watching something, but we enjoyed every second of it. Wasted our time. Wasted it. What are you talking about? Especially when it comes to Mr. Oh. Right. That was an excellent Never. <laughs> time investment. And if you want to follow along with the podcast, we got Instagram, we got Twitter, pause, reviewed pod, P-O-S, reviewed P-O-D. So we're going to find information and random stuff. That's where we'll post a picture of Nessa's gorgeous, uh, very, very accurate clown costume. Yes, very so, accurate. If you if you are if you want to be there, we'll post you know supplemental content every once in a while. <laughs> uh, there's not too much crazy stuff we post there, but you get a you get to see some some fun things and some good jokes every once in a while. So, but what do we uh, what do we do today? I mean today today we've got we've got this movie that uh, I found. I was looking for rom coms. And Netflix has it as like one of the top recommended for romantic comedies. And uh, was uh, Anna Kendrick, who I, I think is wonderful, big Anna Kendrick fan. And I was like, let's let's watch this. This looks cool. It's called Mr. Right. And uh, it was on my watch list back when it came out initially, <laughs> which so was 2015. I, I just hadn't. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Oh, OK. Um. Uh, was it on Netflix in 2016? I don't, I don't know if it went to Netflix in 2016. Yeah, there, I don't know we'll get into on it. Netflix, but it's we'll, been, we'll it's, get into it. Yeah. There's actually some interesting, maybe in the facts section. Oh, Ooh, there see, might be some interesting stuff about it, so that I could be surprised uh, by them. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell, which I'm a fan of Sam Rockwell. I've always found him to be a funny dude. Uh. He was in Charlie's Angels. He was also in Iron Man Two. The one that I always know, Galaxy Quest. Yes, he was in Galaxy which I Quest, just... which I did not realize. Watched the whole movie and kept going, "Why do I know this man? Why Galaxy do Quest. I recognize him?" Uh, what's his? His name is Guy. That's right. Yes. His name is literally Guy because he in in the Galaxy Quest universe. Uh, if you don't know, Galaxy Quest is a it's a parody of Star Trek mm-hmm. where the, all these people, uh, Tim Allen is the the head of a, a starship, basically, but it's all a TV show. So they're actors in a TV show, but then they get wrapped up in a, in a real life <laughs> alien ship that apparently modeled everything directly off of their show. So all of their ships function exactly how it does on the show. And yeah, Sam Rockwell is a character named Guy. Who is just killed off it as a, as a you know a random extra in one of the episodes? Yeah, so he's so. he's a red shirt in the Galaxy Quest TV show. So in, right. in the movie, <laughs> when the aliens think that everybody from the TV show is actually who they're acting as, he's guy because he's an extra, 
And his thing in the movie is that he doesn't have a last name. And so people without a last name die because they're not important enough for a last name. <laughs> so oh. and he's he's uh, I mean, he's kind of old in Mr. Right. Like I was I was I was trying to figure out who he was and, and I wasn't scrolling back far enough to get to Galaxy Quest because I was like, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't know him from that long ago. He's only yeah, he's he's 52 years old now. He's not crazy old. You know, I just realized he kind of, when he wears glasses, he kind of looks like a young Gary Oldman. I'm now just realizing. <laughs> oh, goodness. Random okay. side note. Yeah. But. So Mr. Wright was created by Paco Cabezas, who you're going to know from Penny Dreadful, Into the Badlands, Fear the Walking Dead, Alienist, American God Strain. It was written by Max Landis, which American Ultra, and produced by Amasia Entertainment and Circle of Confusion, which I didn't know was a production company, but I love their name. That's my entire life. It's just a giant circle of confusion. I bet that explains production really well. Like, if you want to have an accurate name for your company, it's... That sounds that sounds right to me. Exactly. Okay, so but Mr. Wright, as this is the greatest mm-hmm. piece of media Absolutely ever created, greatest. until next week. Uh there's not this is a one-off, so it was kind of initially it's kind of an indie film, sort of, not really. I don't know. I you <laughs> I guess you could call this an indie film. It really doesn't feel like it, but I guess it is. Yeah, it makes sense. But there's no real past experience. But what was your initial thoughts getting it going going into this into this movie? <sighs> Obviously, there are spoilers in our podcast. Obviously, yeah. Oh, we yeah. We didn't say that. Spoilers. Yeah, we, we, spoiler warning. Now <laughs> we're talking about a movie. We've actually been. I realized listening. You know, I, I since I do the editing for the podcast, I have to re-listen to the the us mm-hmm. talk, which uh us talking, man. Love it every second of it. Yeah, we're uh, a dream. <laughs> yeah we are a dream to listen to but we we've actually been pretty good about not going overboard on spoilers so i think i'm maybe about we, to maybe hit maybe a... we don't need a spoiler warning we're gonna have it anyways but yeah. it, you know we won't do it too much don't i'm worry. gonna i'm gonna hit some spoilers right right here and now though but fortunately this movie doesn't really um it's okay if you spoil it because it gets to the point real fast uh so I thought I thought I was watching a rom com, and uh, it, it starts out where Anna Kendrick has gone through a bad breakup, and she meets a hitman. This is all the Netflix synopsis, right? And I'm thinking she's gonna meet a hitman, and there's gonna be some kind of epic chase fight scene, or he's protecting her, and it's gonna be this like big budget Mission Impossible type movie. That is what I was expecting going into this movie, not really appreciating what it was. And uh, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, the whole movie takes takes every single normal movie device and just blows it out of proportion, does the opposite, makes it as ridiculous as possible in an impressively overblown way. And so the whole time I was watching it, I kept thinking, well, they can't do this. But then that's, that's exactly, exactly what, they, what do. they do every time. And I loved it. I, I was I was just I loved it. That was pretty spoiler free. Yeah, there you go. That'll work. Don't worry. We got we got We'll get into the actual, you know, we'll 
we'll get into the film uh, after the fact section. Yeah. Which is where we are now. The wait, facts. Wait, wait. Well, actually, but I should probably you, hold on. What did you yeah, expect? Yeah, I guess I should. I should give my initial thoughts. Yes. I'll be honest. Yeah, not at all what I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting. Uh, ooh, what's that movie? The uh, the the the. the Ooh, the oh wow! I can't. It was with Mila Kunis. Was it Kunis. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Because I'm getting no. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Mila Kunis and where she ends up accidentally falling into this whole spy world. It turns out that her boyfriend was a r- American spy, and then he gets killed, and now she has to. She gets wrapped up into this giant spy espionage conspiracy world. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally have forgotten the name of that, but it was another another comedy. Uh, but yeah, this was more in the rom com. I'll be honest, going into this, I didn't think that this was going to be a rom com. I didn't realize it was going to be a rom com mainly because I didn't even look up what it was supposed to be. <laughs> so, but yeah, I thought it was more. Yeah, she was just going to end up accidentally meeting someone, and all of a sudden, now she's becoming a hitman and. Mm-hmm just miraculously somehow she has the powers to do so but it was more by all everything that happens is by pure accident right it's one of those like she would trip and all of a sudden she a gun would go off and she'd hit a guy in the leg and she'd be like oh that's convenient (laughs) yeah you know that was more what i thought not exactly what we got but no, but you were closer. Stay tuned until then, so you can see what we're talking about. Ooh. Yeah. Now, 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 do now we they're to do the forced facts? to stay. I know. Yeah. Fact section. Because I haven't read them uh, yet, so I don't know what they are. Yeah, and I totally didn't write th- finish one of these. Uh, the first fact ten minutes before we started this no, episode. Not that at all. Didn't happen. So no. You won't be able to tell. Okay, well, so the whole movie, so yes, yes, John John does all the facts, and then I don't read them, so then I can be surprised and be like, whoa! Uh, so you guys get your authentic reactions. The whole movie was built on a, really, $7.5 million budget and only made $830,374 in the box office, but we don't know how much it made from the Netflix deal. There was a guy in California who could have made this movie after spending $500 on an abandoned storage unit and inside was $7.5 million in cash. Wow. It's an interesting fact. Yeah, so that was, first off, $7.5 million. That's a pretty small budget. Yeah. I felt it was bigger than what they needed for this movie, but also (laughs) a relatively small budget. Maybe Um, most of that budget was for Anna Kendrick and uh probably and sam rockwell and well and tim roth tim roth is in this too so both all those three are and rizza rizza's in this we'll get we'll get to all that in a a bit i loved rizza's character um but yeah it only made it didn't even make a million dollars in box office because i don't think it actually went to theaters this was a this was a movie that was only shown i think in film festivals Mm-hmm. So I think it was just the money made from showing it at film festivals or paying to go there because I don't remember this ever coming to theaters. I might I be completely like- wrong, but I'm trying to think back to like 2016. I don't think this came out in theaters at all. I don't think I saw it. I mean, Anna Kendrick was is has been a, a decently well-known name for a while on the rise. Yeah. Pitch Perfect yeah, was, well, I mean, was around years. then, pretty big. So I, I think we would have seen it if it were a little more 
mainlined. So I, I guess not. And I see you put yeah. my favorite fact in. So yep. the the eight hundred. Well, hold on, I gotta oh, talk. Oh, okay, okay. You let let's say you. I've always wanted to do that. Have you ever wanted to get do one of those like auction uh, buying up in a uh, storage units kind of thing? Auction off storage units. I mean, not particularly because like I've seen what people's basements look like, and I don't really want to sign up for that. They got a whole. They got a whole HGTV, right? <laughs> H TV show Storage Wars. I actually I hate that I enjoy that show, but I do. Where that's all they do. It's a whole thing about how these people buy up storage units and try and sell whatever. It just looks like so much work because you have to like pawn it all. Yeah. So you have to go to like multiple shops to try and get the best price. It just seems like a lot of work, too much work. But I I still want to do. It. It's something I want to do at some point in my life is go to these storage unit auctions where you can buy it up. But yeah, there was a guy who spent five hundred dollars. This actually, this was a real thing. Yeah, a guy in California. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Okay. No, a guy in California spent five hundred dollars at a storage unit auction on a on a yeah, and inside was straight up seven point five million dollars in cash. I don't know. I didn't really read the story from there, so I don't know if he. I'm guessing he. Do you keep the money in that scenario? Because, I mean, you got to think that's got to be something illegal is going on here, right? So. Oh, you keep it. You, you would, 100% keep it. You guys have right, You don't ask questions. Like, it's yours. If you, if, you, if you filled out all that paperwork to buy that storage unit, like, this is my money. Thank you. You check and make sure it's not counterfeit. That's what you do. You deposit right, it Right, but I mean, wouldn't the police get involved? I mean, that's not a small amount of money. <laughs> The police got to get involved and be like, where did this money come from? How is this here? Who has it? No. I mean, they wouldn't give the money back, but they would check if it's blood money or something, right? Nah, it's just money. It's just in your storage unit. Why why would they know? They don't need to know. I feel if this is, this should be the strat for cleaning money. If you're in the drug cartel, (laughs) here's your way of cleaning money. If the police don't get involved here, put all your cash in a storage unit and then forget it, and then auction it off, uh, and then you just buy the storage unit yourself, and you'd be like, wow, how convenient, my $800 million in a storage unit. That's crazy. I can't believe it. I guess it's mine now, and it's all clean. (laughs) I'm assuming he had to pay taxes on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I believe there's some kind of like windfall or or something like that. Yeah. There's yeah. yeah whenever there's you're given a big influx of cashes, there's always yeah. some kind of taxes. It's that's probably crazy. It's probably about fifty percent. You probably lost about fifty percent of it to taxes, but that's still a lot of money. Like good for him. I don't. I yeah. This is why from now on, I'm just going to buy up every storage unit because you never know when $7.5 million in cash is going to be sitting in it. Just chilling. So. You know, probably not again, but we can dream. No. I still, I don't, I, I'm very worried about where that money actually came from. <laughs> like who, who has that much in, who, what, <laughs> I, I feel scared to keep $100 under my bed. I throw a million, seven million in a storage unit. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good idea. That doesn't seem very secure. 
And maybe it's someone who was just trying to hide it from taxes and they meant to like leave it to their grandkids and then left the storage unit out of the will. Because they're old yeah, and they forget well, things. It is, if you don't pay your storage unit, again, how do you just forget to pay a $7 million storage unit cost <laughs> at that point? But yeah, I guess you just forgot to pay a storage unit and then it gets auctioned off. Madness. So... All right, but there's your here's uh, Ness's favorite fact. Yeah, so eight hundred thirty thousand dollars, which is the amount that the uh, the movie made, would be roughly the cost to raise two kids in the greater Seattle area in twenty twenty one. Joker's very upset that he had to do math to figure this out. I had to do math. I had to, in order to make this fact work, I had to adjust for inflation and stuff. Because <laughs> basically, that the cost. <laughs> I live in the Seattle area, so it's why this is why I'm I was excited. Um, it was actually kind of hard to find. Once again, the work gone in to actually figure out how much shit costs to raise kids in places is a lot more work than you would think it is. Uh, but I couldn't really the the you know when you look up how much. I'd have to do conversion for the million, so I went with the eight hundred thousand. Got it. Which we know it, the average cost is like two hundred thirty thousand. So in the Seattle area in twenty fifteen, it was like three hundred and sixty thousand dollars to raise a kid in the mm-hmm. greater Seattle area. But that's twenty fifteen. If you adjust for inflation, it is roughly about four hundred and eight thousand dollars per Got kid. It. So close enough to the eight hundred thirty thousand. With a nice. little extra for yourself on the side. Yeah, you know, that that $7,000 extra. Right? Uh, yeah, I live in the greater... I grew up in the greater Seattle area, so uh, sucks for my parents, turns out. <laughs> I had to pay that much for me. Yeah. And I was an expensive kid. I <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm a fancy boy. I got expensive tastes. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to tuck that amount back of our head. Now, would you like me to read the rapid fire facts? You want to take that? Rapid fire facts section. Yeah, rapid we've turned fact facts. section two into rapid fire facts section because there's a bunch of small facts mm-hmm. uh, that we can just kind of throw out there. So go for it. All right. Well, the project was announced in 2011. Anna Kendrick yeah, six was. Six years. N- yep. Yeah. Anna Kendrick was nominated for Best Comedy Actress for Teen Choice Award for this movie. I enjoy that. Which it's my favorite speak- fact so far. I, I, let me. Let me be 100% real with you. Really surprised that this movie was nominated for anything. anything. I know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, who, who knew to nominate this? <laughs> I don't know. And this is an interesting movie to be for Teen Choice Awards on oh, top of that's that. That's true. So I don't. I mean, nobody's naked in it. Are they? No, it's true. Yeah. And and the violence is there's not a lot of blood and gore or anything like that. I don't even I think yeah. there's a bit of language, but there's definitely yeah, language because my that. favorite yeah. line is the uh the the I bleeping love turtles, you bleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite line of all right. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. The so the movie premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival in 2015, but it wasn't initially released until 2016 in Russia was where it yeah. was first released. So apparently it was in theaters in Russia. But as I said, I don't remember it being in theaters in the US at all. You so didn't go to Russia and I check? Think I didn't go to Russia for this movie, sadly. I would have, but uh 
I would have. You know, it's great. just unfortunate that I was just unaware of it at the time. So, um, and I, I think that's when, I think around that time, it's probably when it was probably going to go to theaters, but then Netflix bought it up is oh. my assumption. And that's why it ended up coming to Netflix instead. So. Got it. Um, yeah. So the whole film was only shot, was shot in only seven weeks in New Orleans. That's a really short amount of time to film. Filming, again, editing is what takes a lot, the longest time of the process, but seven weeks is a very short amount of time for a movie. I guess they most, kept most, their character list, like their actor list, very small. So the scenes were kind of the same people over and over, yeah. maybe made it easier. Yeah, and I, I didn't mention that was, it was going to be kind of one of the facts, but it was it was a lot. But pretty much each of the actors, it was... They were chosen over time, like since this was first announced in 2011, only Anna Kendrick had been chosen for the part. And then it was like a year later than Sam Rockwell was. And then another year after that, RZA joined the cast and then a year after that. So like they only got their act like one or two actors a year for this movie. So (laughs) it really was not on a speedy schedule to begin with until they started filming. And then they're like, "Ah, we'll dish it out seven weeks. It's fine. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, Francis's fighting style utilizes Wing Chun and Capoeira, which is cool. I'm a. I wanted to throw in this fact just because I I wanted to shout out the fact that I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos around stuntmen reacting to fight scenes in movies and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, it's by Corridor Digital, and it's really good. It's actually really interesting, and um. They talk about like those kind of fighting styles and and how they're utilizing movies and how they change accordingly. So how, how they not all of it is all that, I guess, classic to the actual fighting style because they have to pan to the camera. Right. Uh-huh. So they change a lot of the stuff for it. So and I'm trying to remember what like Francis's fighting style in the movie it reminded me very much of the drunken drunken master mm-hmm, in yes that that kind of style of fighting is, yes. is more so when i heard this i was like oh that's kind of a surprise actually so <laughs> that there was yeah. actual rhyme and reason behind it and not just yeah Ooh. well i mean you know the drunken master is a is a legitimate fighting style but i've totally forgotten the name of the movie that that was in is it the Seven Dragons? I don't remember. It's there's a Jack Jackie Chan was was in it. I don't know, man. So, alrighty. Uh, and then now we got the Joker's little little yeah. Easter egg rapid fire thing because this is this is all directly into the movie. Uh, you remember at kind of the beginning where we saw Johnny Moon, who was one of the villains, where he threw that guy over the bridge, wrapped yes. the guy up, and threw him in the bridge. Yep. That was actually the director of the movie. <laughs> so that was That's that cool. was the director of the movie that was thrown in there. Uh, Anna Kendrick, Sam, Sam Rockwell pre- previously worked together on Digging for Fire. Never heard of the movie. Don't know what it is. So but there you go. We might need to uh, watch that one. Apparently, uh, do you like Anna Kendrick? I like Anna Kendrick too. She's great. So I'm I'm down. I, I like a lot of her movies. So, um, but Tim Roth's character pretends to be an FBI agent mm-hmm. with the last name of Knox. Uh, Sam Rockwell's character was 
previously starred in Charlie's Angels, mm-hmm. where his character was known as Knox. Mm-hmm. So they did they did a few of this. It's not like it's like oh maybe that's coincidence. Just wait. <laughs> There's when Tim, Tim Roth assumes his fake FBI identity, he puts on a a gold wedding band, and the shot is identical to the one that he does in Reservoir Dogs because Tim Roth is in Reservoir Dogs as Mr. Orange and it's the it, the, the shot is identical to the, the shot that is used for that movie. So uh, obviously the director had had some interest in, in kind of doing shout outs to them. So uh, and then same thing with Anna Kendrick's character uh, his full full name is Martha McKay and then her character in a in her show 5050 is named Catherine McKay. So supposedly their sisters are related in some way was Got their concept. It. And then same thing. This is slight, slight spoiler. It's not really from what I saw, but uh, it's mentioned that Francis, so Sam Rockwell's character had been in the CIA for 15 years. Uh-huh. Uh, this was a direct reference to Project Ultra and uh, from the American Ultra movie and the Dirt Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, which is uh, in that it's mentioned there's a Project Blackwing, which it says the um, it lost track of 30 of its individuals 16 years prior. Wow. And it suggests that Francis was affiliated with Project Ultra and Project Blackwing. And all these films supposedly take place in the same universe because they were all worked on by Max Landis. So the writer of it, he wrote all of these movies in the exact same universe. So supposedly his character has been part of all all of these movies in one way or another. Yeah. Interesting. So little 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 deep kind of Easter eggy stuff in the, the film, which I enjoy. I like it when directors do those kind of things. I, I don't know. I those are the kind of small notes of detail that I, I enjoy of just. Inter universe, the movie stuff and. I don't know. I enjoy it. That's my point. I like it. I think Easter eggs are cool. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun, and they I think they just like to pay homage and give shout-outs to previous works and stuff. So, All right, and now our, our last fact, crazy deep funny fact. Are we ready? Are we ready for the last yeah. fact? I like the fact section. It makes me sad when we get to the last one. All right, this was distributed by Focus World in the U.S. and then Lakeshore Entertainment slash Sierra slash Infinity for international sales. It got some pretty bad ratings, 44 out of 100, but Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell were praised for working well together. Uh, you don't even, so John doesn't even remember this movie in theaters because it got its second life and ended up pretty successful once it went to Netflix where the ratings jumped up to 70 out of 100. I'm going to attribute that was some some of it. It even went up like it was like 77. I saw some 82s and stuff like that. So it actually like it got really bad ratings initially. But Mm -hmm. once it got to Netflix, all of a sudden people really enjoyed it. So I think there's a there's an element of like meme culture appreciation that is different between an Internet streaming audience and a theater audience. I think there's a difference there. This movie is not one that you have to watch for it to be a serious like it's not supposed to be a movie that does anything it just yes. is what it is and i it is don't what it is. think that sits well with like film critics it's true yeah i mean film critics are always harsher and i think that's i think that's a large reason why it got 
kind of rough ratings to begin with is because it was really just shown at film festivals mostly. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of times at film festivals tend to be the the film critics and stuff like that. So, I mean, I thought it was brilliant though. Like, I know we're going to jump into the meat here in a little bit, but that's, it just, it did what it was supposed to do in, in such a thorough, it was, it was actually, like, yeah, it was actually very unique how the story went when Yeah. Which I we could get into. Yeah. We we don't have any fill me up. We don't have any of that, right? Uh, we already did some fill me up with yeah, the facts. Some- Do we have any tangents we want to go off of any anything you want to revisit in the fact section or anything else we want to no i think my my tangents are just going to focus on some of my favorite moments as we get into the movie because uh the uh, the, i will say my my one thing my one thing netflix hey start telling us how much money you make oh that's true because that's totally what companies and stuff do all the time is tell us exactly how much money they're making yeah because yeah i'm just curious i i actually really do want to know how much movies and shows and stuff are making from getting these netflix deals and i i don't know how the contracts work i could probably look into it i could probably figure out but that sounds like a lot of work of figuring out you know they probably do talk about um if they make money just as a one-off like they purchase the rights to it and they have it on netflix or if it's an ongoing they pay over time or uh if they actually get money according to how much it's watched or anything like that i got no idea so yeah. I'm curious about that. I'm sure it's different for every single thing for whatever deal yeah, gets negotiated. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into the meaty meat. All right. Into the film. Here, Nessa hit us with the copy of the movie. Mr. Wright is a 2015 American romantic action comedy film directed by Paco Cabezas, written by Max Landis, and starring an ensemble cast featuring Sam Rockwell, Anna Kendrick, Tim Roth, James Ransom, Anson Mount, Michael Eklund, and is it Riza? So you Rizza, say, yeah. Rizza, okay. Um, RZA, for those who yeah. who don't know who Rizza is, he's a, a rapper. We'll yeah. we'll get into him a little bit though. We'll <laughs> we'll talk about him because he, he played a great character. I oh love Oh my character. gosh, his character was yeah. Okay. The film, which follows an over-optimistic young woman, Anna Kenrick, who discovers that her new boyfriend, Rockwell, is a former professional hitman, who was released in the United States on April 8th, 2016, by Focus World. And uh the, the second copy here is a girl falls for the perfect, in quotes, guy who happens to have a very fatal flaw. He's a hitman on the run from the crime cartels who employ him. His flaw wasn't fatal for a little bit of the movie. Yeah, she didn't even know. <laughs> so I don't reading this copy. It's not at all what the movie was. No, like, not even close. it was to a degree. But what they don't explain is that. Sam Rockwell's character, uh, or Francis, who is is known, he you know Anna Kendrick just calls him Mister Wright for a while because he he doesn't like the name Francis is the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. So he he doesn't yeah he doesn't want to be called that. Um, but he's a retired he's he's a reverse hitman. Yes. Is what they don't explain is that uh, part of the here's where that slight spoiler comes in. You find out near the beginning that he was in an accident in one of his missions. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was shrapnel or he got hit, basically. It, he got a concussion along those lines, and it ended up rewiring his brain mm-hmm. to now where he, he feels 
he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore, but he kills the people who hire him as a hitman. So because he thinks murder is now wrong, so he murders the people who are trying to do the murders, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, yeah. he's a reverse hitman. He's killing the people who hire him rather than the targets. Yes. So and uh, <laughs> I mean, the other which his outfit is great. Let's yes. let's just mention his outfit real quick. He uh, his disguise is he's a clown. So yes. that that's his whole whole bit is that, you know, in order to hide the fact that people know who he is, uh, he puts on a clown nose. That's it. That's his entire outfit yep. to be a clown. He doesn't no makeup, no shoes, nothing. He just he walks up and he starts talking to the person. And as he's talking to them, he like puts the nose on and then he kills him. And yeah. that's it. And uh, the, the other thing that this synopsis doesn't really cover is. So he's this reverse hitman who's killing people and, and Martha and Kendrick's character meets him and she thinks thinks he's kidding and they so typically in movies where you have a right. rom-com or or in it like a romance adventure or whatever and you meet a hitman like you get swept up into their world and and you know what's going on and you're terrified but you trust them because they're going to save you type thing no like he looks at her and goes oh yeah i kill people and yeah. and then he's, she's he's, just like haha you're so cute yeah, he never lies to her. Is very much the thing. I, I think they they're going off part of the. It's part of the whatever brain damage he suffered. Yes, is he's he's also he's a very honest guy. It seems just overall, it might not be part of the brain damage. It's just him himself. He's just a very honest dude. So everything he tells her is real. Like he has to, he ends up fighting a guy in an alleyway, killing him, and he comes back in. She's like, "Oh, where'd you go?" He's like, oh, "I just had to kill a, a jackass," kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, and she's, she's just like, like, oh, OK, <laughs> sure. And she just believes she believes that it's a joke. But <laughs> and I mean, the, yeah. the, 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 the best part is like so the bit keeps going and going and going. And this is just a good example of what they did with the movie. Right. Because he kills somebody in front of her and she freaks out because she's known this guy for two days and is like completely fallen for him and then sees him kill somebody. And she's just like, you killed him. And he's like. Yeah, that's what I didn't we go over that and and she gets really upset because she's like, "Oh, you lied to me." And he's like, "Well, no, I didn't." And and she just gets really indignant and it's just like, "I thought you were kidding." Yeah. And it's just so And she I mean, it's definitely one of those scary I think initially the fear is like, "Am I going to get murdered? Mm -hmm. What's what's happening right now?" She's like, "I want to go home because I don't want to be with this guy, but if I say that, am I going to get murdered as well here's the so. thing though it was like this movie had this surreal realism to it yes because so she's coming the off best of a, way to describe the, it. it was just fascinating that how they pulled it off like the acting and the directing i thought was brilliant because she's coming off this horrible breakup and and we all know you make bad decisions right after a bad breakup uh, like you do we we know that i'm sure everybody has stories right so she she meets a guy and she just spends like 24, 48 hours with him or whatever. And nobody, nobody kills people. Nobody's going to, if they kill people, they're not going to tell you they kill people. So it, it's totally plausible that someone would joke about this and you're like, ha it's dangerous. Oh, this is so cute and fun. Like, this is different from my relationship that went horribly wrong. And then her horrific reaction when he does kill someone and she freaks out because she's like, oh, are you going to kill me now? But then the surreal part is like 10 seconds later. She's just like, 
oh, okay. Yeah, well, and she feels, I don't know, I think it just speaks to, to Anna Anna Kendrick's character is very much, she, she has a sense about how she feels, like, how she reads people, right? Yeah. Is that this whole time that she spent with him, he, she honestly believes he's a good guy, Mm -hmm. right? And I, I think seeing him actually kill someone, she's all of a sudden like, wait, hold up, what the heck's going on? You're a crazy person. Because she initially thinks he's kind of a crazy person when he hits on her. She's like, you're a creepy dude. Uh, but then she 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 doesn't know how to feel. She's conflicted with the whole process of it all, which I there's there's a bunch of scenes in this where there there's a lot of laughing involved. Mm-hmm. That is almost as a as someone watching it, you feel a little it feels out of place, but not in a bad way, if that makes yeah. any sense. Like there's a, a <laughs> the way that they describe how the fighting style of how Sam Rockwell's character is able to do what he does and why he's so good and he no one is able to kill him is that he sees or he feels the energy of the universe. And it's part of the reason why he's drawn to Anna Kendrick's character is he believes she has the same ability, which might happen. I don't know. Watch the movie. Uh, but it's another example of it, where it happens. Like, you can't, in most movies, you'd say, oh, they can't just do that. Because everything about this movie was based in the human, real, normal world. And then they introduce right. this entire supernatural element of this ability that right. he has. And it's, it's how no, they explain everything. Yeah, with nothing. And they just, like, magically make it work. And you're like, they, they can't do that. Like, it breaks all of the rules of narrative and world building. But they just do. Just like yeah, he could, he could basically dodge bullets and fight people and stuff because he he just feels the energy. He can tell when they're going to shoot, so he's able to dodge or catch knives or stuff because he can feel the energy around the knife, and so he's able to just catch knives. It's got a little <laughs> bit of like wanted energy to it with the yes. curving bullets. Yeah, thing. it's actually it's very got a, yeah, yeah. It's got a little feel of that, but like well, done brilliantly. The way this was. Um, this was compared to two movies a lot. It was Pulp Fiction and Gross Point Blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know what gro- Gross Point Blank is. Same. From what it Glad what it sounded page. like, Gross Point B- Blank was very similar to this movie, though. I believe it was very much like a woman falling in love with a retired hitman or something along those lines. So, uh, but I don't think it was a comedy. I don't know though. But it was it was related to Pulp Fiction a lot, which yeah, just was confusing to me. Interesting. Yeah, but, but I mean, Pulp Fiction does kind of have the same. It has Hitman in it, I guess. Well, it has the same, (laughs) like, disjointed story. Because, like I said, she gets really upset that he kills somebody. And then 20 seconds later, oh, okay. And she's just like, it's all fine. And the the emotion whirl is very fast. Like, the the viewpoint change is abrupt. And I think Pulp Fiction has similar abrupt tonal changes. Uh, Tim Roth is also in Pulp Fiction too. So, <laughs> Tim Roth was such movies. a surprise to me that he was in that, but I love I, I like me. so yeah, like I, loved I like it. Tim Roth. So, yeah. um, but yeah, no, it was. I think that was the best way to describe it. It was a very surreal realism in this, where all the characters. I think this movie had a unique take on uh, one that I appreciate. I've seen it a few times. Uh, I think what's the oh shoot I'll. I will look it up in a second, but it's it, it's very similar to 
in reality, this is this might be more how people react to things in real life, right? Whenever yeah. you watch Hitman movies and stuff, they're all this very official, very stocky and stiff kind of characters sometimes. Mm-hmm. But some of this was just like people just get fed up. I think the best example is is Riz's character. Uh, <laughs> his name is Steve. Is that he's given? There's a whole plot point that they're trying to trick Sam Rockwell's character into killing someone uh so they give steve uh, uh riz's character like a old timey double barrel shotgun <laughs> we're, we're talking like blunderbuss level mm-hmm. old shotgun and he's like what the heck why why do i have this gun but he ends up he ends up actually hitting sam rockwell's character but it, there's this weird interaction where he sam rockwell a- expresses some respect to Riza because Riza is an actual good fighter mm-hmm. and he's able to almost once again feel that energy like like Sam Rockwell's character can and so there's this weird mutual respect that ends up happening that even though they're on opposite sides he doesn't kill him or anything they don't kill each other almost until the end where Riza has the advantage he's like look you could kill me I'm unarmed do whatever you want he's like Nah, man, I like you better than everyone else. <laughs> Screw this, right? And it's very much bears. that similar. It's like, dude, everyone is an asshole, and you seem like a nice guy. <laughs> Why am I killing you? I don't get it. So, and I, I honestly appreciate that kind of stuff because it, I, it's, it seems so abnormal, but mm-hmm. I feel that's how people would actually act in real life in in these kind of situations. Well, he where, was a hired gun, and the people who hired him yeah, at that but point he was were a dead. Hired gun that was treated really poorly yeah. right and he was like oh Where? they already paid me they're dead like yeah. you do you dude have some gummy bears <laughs> right exactly oh gosh okay so we should, we should take a step back here i mean these are all beautiful things but the, the the premise there's actually a bigger premise of the movie that uh joker kind of alluded to in uh so So Francis kills anybody who hires him. And there's this mob family that really wants to get rid of their older brother. So they're trying to get their older brother to hire him to kill one of their rivals so that Francis will actually kill the older brother. And they come up with all of these. Oh, I did want to I want to shout out that that person really quick is uh, that is uh, James Ransone is Mm -hmm. the the, the character's name is the brother, the younger brother or whatever. And uh that is, uh, I, I just, I the only thing I recognize him from is he was also in It, Chapter 2. Got he it. was one of the characters from that one. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I liked him in that that movie a lot. It's why, why I like, uh, I think I liked him in this one too. So. He, their, their characters were, I mean, there weren't, there weren't a lot of people in this movie, which again is why I think it may be filmed so fast, but they were well-placed and so the whole point of the movie is, yeah, they fall in love and everything, but the action parts are like this mob boss family trying to turn on each other subtly and getting really mad that Mr. Wright isn't doing what they want him to do. So there's all of these big battles. And I, you know how, you know, you watch something and you identify with a character and you're like, oh man, I want to, I want to be that. Anna Kendrick's character in this movie, I identify so strongly. Like, I just, I want to be her. 
Because she goes the chaotic through, energy. Yes, yeah, that's very this, much. This absolutely chaotic, <laughs> unstable. Just like like she just. Did, I I mean, should I go through the big spoiler with what happens with her with the turtle comment and everything? Like that's like. Yeah, sure, go for yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's. I it's mean, that's not, my favorite. That's spoilery. Yeah, so. no, it's it's not. So so there's this this really big this big long fight that's the end of the movie and they capture Martha Anna Kendrick's character to kind of lure Francis to come and save her and everything because they've fallen madly in love in the space of three days that this movie takes place in and she gets the better of them and just starts killing people and like (laughs) she just like becomes this master assassin all on her own and like the way she when she finds out that she can kill them she just giggles maniacally like she's just like oh <laughs> oh you're dead now yeah. bye there's a lot of that creepy giggling in this it's <laughs> awesome i love it so much like i was watching and i was like can that just can i just can't can't but like but yeah uh it i just it was a fun movie to watch because that unhinged joy that her character felt was just so pure and i just i it loved was a, it yeah she she really kind of became herself i think she yeah. always had that unhinged side but it was hidden away until mm-hmm. sam rockwell who was another <laughs> unhinged person uh came into their life and they kind of both became unhinged together and it was adorable um yeah, because the whole time after after he kills the first person, Aunt Kendrick's like, no, like she didn't like that. <laughs> Sam Rockwell all of a sudden stops, decides to stop killing people because yes. he doesn't want to upset her, and then she just starts killing people. He's like, oh, okay, sounds good. So I guess that's back on the table. Good that to know. Interaction was also brilliant. So they had this whole thing where he kills somebody and she gets really upset, and so he's like, oh, I'm not going to kill people anymore. And then they get in this really dangerous scenario, and he won't kill anybody. And she's like, no, no, you can kill them. It's fine. And he's like, you say that <laughs> yeah, now, but later to tell he's in like, the oh, car. it's fine. I'll be good. Yeah. And then he's like, you say that now, but later in the car, you're going to be upset with me. It's going to be this whole thing. And we're going to fight about it. You know, I'd rather just not do that. She's like, no, you can kill them. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was just the whole thing. It was like, because it was taking these ridiculous scenarios and putting completely normal conversations and tropes into them. So right. it, and and just and, and you just you almost got whiplash from all of the different ways that it kind of dragged you around. I just I I know I know we're positive about everything on this podcast, but like that movie is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. Fully <laughs> and honestly, I just it's, it's I definitely a movie. It. Again, it's fun. I I the the show I was trying to think of earlier is The Orville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen The Orville. It's a TV series. It's a uh, Seth MacFarlane's comedy show that's a kind of a parody off Star Trek, but it's a it's a legitimate it's new generation Star Trek where it's it's now a lot a comedy rather than all seriousness. And I think the characters in that are very similar to the characters in this and how they act. It's it's not all super serious and all very militaristic of how they act. It's very much it's a bunch of people with other lives and in want to enjoy life who just happen to be part of their job involves them on a spaceship and Mm -hmm. they just it's it's how the way that they interact in that show is very similar to how i think the people in this interact where there's a lot of jokes a lot of random conversations a lot of just eh, who really cares we'll just go with it you know um yeah 
I think the only one that was uh, kind of a, which I like his character because once again, I think I like the a- the actor Michael Eklund was Johnny Moon. Yes, they did that a lot of the names. They had all these really dramatic sounding names, Johnny Moon. Uh, so and he was I don't even know what his character was supposed to be in this. He was kind of a fixer, I guess is the best way to describe. But I recognize him because he was also in Winona Earp. Is where uh-huh. which God I love that show. You, you, I do you watch a Winona Earp? Yes. I no, I don't know that one. Yes. <gasps> you would love Winona Earp, I think. Yeah. That sounds like a series we're gonna have to talk about at some point. I'll put it on the list. Uh, I'm a big fan of that show. Big big fan. Like that might be my favorite TV show out right now. So, uh, I just realized that Riz's Riz. I, I I wrote it down, but Riz's name it is not just Steve; it's Shotgun Steve. Yes, is how he's referred to as. I didn't realize that. The, what's the word he used? Didn't he call it janky or something? He had like a whole word. Like he had a he had a very specific long like monologue about the shotgun. He was very upset with yeah. it. Yeah, and then the next time he gets like an M16 military, yeah, he's a military like, grade M16 from? with laser sights, and he's like, "You give me a." A 1940 shotgun or something like that. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh, no. That's, yeah, his it, character. It's, it's a fun movie. Again, it was, I was not a, going into this. A, the way that it is described and the way that you think it is, it's not at all. It's it's actually a pretty unique movie in the whole scheme of things of of how it goes about telling its comedy, telling its world, and, and telling its character. Like you said, Anna Kendrick's character, I think, is a good example. It, it's a very, it's an unhinged world that they live in. <laughs> Anything goes. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it was, uh, I loved it. I, I thought they did a great job. I thought the action sequences were fun, right? Yeah. I I want to see a second one. Here's the thing, right? I thought they set it up. I mean, it didn't make any money. I get why there isn't another one. It's unique. Yeah, you don't it. always need to make a second one. You can appreciate what it is without needing more. But I would love to see another one. Like, it would be cool to, like, watch them yeah, work I, together. I think it'd be fun now, now that they're in. That's what I was kind of hoping. At the end, spoiler. Now, this is a big spoiler. <laughs> but uh, at the end, I was hoping, that, like, they were now buddies with Riza, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just Steve. They end up, he ends up making a, a giant influx of cash for reasons. But I thought they were going to kind of be the crew. I thought it was going to be Anna Kendrick, Sam Rockwell, and Riza were now going to be this like weird hitman squad that was just kind of going around hanging, expo- exploring the world and doing doing their their own little jobs. Because I, I think they, I love the, the interactions between all three of them. I thought it was all really good. So I thought he was going to kind of become part of, they, they were going to have their own little crew at the end of it. So sadly, we don't see that. Uh, but who knows? I, I once again, they can if they made a second one, they could just bring his character back in as part of it. I think it'd be great. Great. So. Oh, it would be so good. And it, besides, it only takes seven weeks to film. I mean, how long could this take? Yeah, could you true. buy your storage unit already and fund the second movie, please? That would be great. Yeah, I got to I'll be I'll hop on that. Um, yeah, I'll hop in buying some a bunch of storage units up. See if I can get my millions of dollars yes and then you'll definitely spend it on the second movie for this franchise yeah that's that out of all the movies that i want to make in my life if i wanted to make movies this is uh the top one on the list (laughs) 
I'm glad to hear that. See, now now what happened with this episode is uh, I went, you need to watch this movie. Like, you have to. I was just like, this yeah. needs to be our next episode. Let's go. And I don't really think I gave you much more than that before uh, no, we I was rolled like, into this. Yeah. Like, I just insisted that you watch it. I'm good. I'm down with whatever. You always, you insist I watch anything, I'll go watch it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, I'm, I'm glad it turned out well. Not, you know, everything here is positive. We wouldn't be reviewing it if we couldn't tell you how amazing it was. So, obviously, he liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I was it I enjoyed it. Overall, it was it, it was a fun movie. It was as always it's a, it's fantastic, but it was a fun movie. I would recommend it. I would I would definitely recommend for people to watch it. If you're looking I think it's that good movie it's a good backup movie. If you're sitting on the couch with your significant other or by yourself, whatever works, or your dog or your cat mm, or whatever, yeah. and you don't really know what to watch, you're skimming through and you're like, man, nothing really is speaking to me. This is the perfect movie to go watch. I think it's it's a great, you, you'll have fun watching and you'll you'll leave like, oh, that was, I, I enjoyed that. That was a good choice for the night, so. Are you ready to give it a rating? Yes, my rating is... 7.5 million yeah. but uh, 7.5 million dollars but specifically has to be found in a storage unit. I uh I need I need to do a little bit of math but my phone decided to update so I'm going to I'm going to estimate it. Uh so if 830,000 is uh two kids in Seattle, 7.5 million so that's about 15, say 16, 16 Seattle children. So I'll give it, you know, 16 out of five stars will be my rating. 16 children out of five stars. Yes, 16 children out of five stars. Okay. That seems like All a good right. rating. Well, and then before I go, I guess last question I got for you is uh, if, you were, if you were in charge of the sequel, uh, who are the stars that you're casting? If you couldn't use any of the same people. So let's oh, say no. you're not allowed to use or you know what? I lie. You 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 keep you keep Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell. So you can okay. keep the main two. But who are who are the people that they they're gonna interact with? Got it. So like who are oh no. Oh, this is a hard question. I gotta think of like weird off kilter actors. Think of actors' names, I know. I know. I mean I really don't know actors' names, which is which is partially a problem. Meryl Streep. Yeah, I think. Mer- okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. That's what I want to see in 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 this 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 venue uh, of, of this type of movie. I would I would want to see like a Meryl Streep or or go another direction like a Julie Andrews. <laughs> I think okay. would be sort of. Because I think I so so Meryl Streep. I just think of The Devil Wears Prada, Julie Andrews. I think of The Sound of Music. I think of Princess Diaries. You know, uh, so you have someone who is this this very specific persona of seriousness or like happy and carefree, right? And if you put them into this kind of movie, who they are, like they're they're force of will as characters is very strong and i think taking that realism of their characters seriousness and juxtaposing it with 
the ridiculous aspects of this style of movie could be very entertaining and and maybe even highlight it more. I would have fun with okay. that. I think that'd be a fun cast. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, who are I you think throwing that'd be an in interesting there? cast. All right, so I'll throw in my first two that I would throw in that are... <clears throat> so I got, I got a theme mm-hmm. for the last few, but the first two, I would want to see Andy Samberg. Okay. And Idris Elba would be my two choices. Um. I think Idris Elba... He has first off, he just he just needs to be the next James Bond. Ed should already be unlocked. He should be. So seeing always seeing him in these kind of more fun, uh, fun comedy roles, I always enjoy. I think he would he would do great and he'd fit well into the world. And <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Andy Samberg is he's he's one of the funniest people on this planet. And I think once again, very this is very similar to the kind of shows that he creates at already. So mm-hmm. I think he just mesh well. Him being a lot of times a writer and director for some of the stuff he does, I think he he would know very well how to how to work himself into this this world. So, but the other people I would love to see is themed. And uh, I'm not even going to tell you what I know Nessa talked about, but I, ne- we talked about it, technically Nessa, but the viewers, I'm going to throw out three names here. Uh-huh. There's a theme between them. Uh-huh. And if you can figure it out what the theme is and how they're connected, you'll know what uh, what potentially next week, maybe the week after what one of our next episodes is going to be about. Uh-huh. Right. A- Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Mark Strong. Those are the three. Am I going to know this from what we talked about pre-episode? Say say again? Am I going to know this from what we talked about pre-episode? Yes. Okay. I I will say nothing. (laughs) So, but not only... Not only is it just for the theme, but I actually legitimately think they would work well. I like Mm -hmm. Mark Strong. He always plays, like, the butler. I mean, he was in Kingsman and stuff like that. Um the caretaker and stuff so I, I think he he would do well as like a bodyguard of some sort and, and stuff like that and i think emma thompson is along the same lines as your your meryl streep and uh emma stone i i relate to anna kendrick a lot i think they're very similar people so i could see like a rivalry sequel between oh, the two of them that i think would be a lot of fun that would be cool i like that yeah so it wasn't just me throwing that i i legitimately think it would be a fun fun little thing but there is a theme there and uh, if you could figure that out, you'll know what we're doing next episode. That's that's the tease. That's, that's the, the tease, tease for the next episode. That's a good tease. Well, I mean, that's the next episode. We've got this episode, which if you like the podcast, if you like following along, we got a bunch of other episodes that you can go and listen to. Um, you can go check them out on YouTube. You can listen to them on Podbean, Apple, Spotify, all those places. And if you do that, you can give them the thumbs up. You can rate it 16 children out of five stars. All those wonderful things. We really appreciate it. Because um, the reviews really do help a lot with Discovery so that other people can come hang out with us while we nerd out about video games and yeah. movies and TV shows. And you can talk to us. Uh, we'd love to hear your your uh, both your positive thoughts, but also your legitimate thoughts. If you actually enjoyed the, the film that we're talking about or not. So, yeah. And you can do that on social media, pause reviewed pod, P-O-S reviewed P-O-D, Twitter and Instagram. 
those are the things. And you'll see Ness's blue hair there. Yeah, that's so. true. We will have to go and get a screenshot of the blue hair. The wave was very, very warm, in case anyone was curious. Uh, It sticks out about (laughs) eight inches from my head. It's very warm. So we only made it halfway through the episode with the wig. That was longer than I thought you would. (laughs) I had to to commit. All righty, though. All righty. Thank you guys all for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Adios, everybody.